1: All right, Ball Guys, I got a quote for you, and I want you to tell me which Vikings said it. Are you ready? This shouldn't be too difficult. Here's the quote. This locker room, these coaches, these people, the community, just hearing the fans out there and how they travel, I mean, they're already yelling my name. It's pretty sweet. I'm really happy to be part of this organization, part of this team. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Aw. Get a room, right? Who said it?
0: Herschel Walker. No. Oh. Was it uh, Evans?
2: Caleb Evans? Nope. That's the guy you have on your list. There you go. Your name there.
1: Ding, 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 ding. Not, oh, Hawkinson. Not, but it was Hawkinson that said it. The guy is absolutely over the moon, and I think he's proving that that all this stuff that we do before a, an NFL regular season is not necessary. You don't need to do it. You don't need to get a playbook and study <laughs> it for weeks and months, and you don't need <laughs> OTAs and you don't need uh, preseason games and you don't need training camp. You just show up like three or four days before the game, right? You do a cram <laughs> session like we all did in school, right? Before a big test. And then you jump in there and you have nine catches for 70 yards and a huge impact on the game. Spencer, you used impressed by the impact that
2: Hawkinson made in game one as I was. Yeah, I was. I'm just trying to figure out why didn't herb smith get that open mm-hmm. you know what i mean <laughs> i mean this guy is supposed to be pretty fast he didn't get open like that he did not you know and i love the guy and maybe he comes back as a as a viking maybe this year or next year i don't know but boy hawkinson really looked fantastic he's just like where did this guy come from and he's got some good speed too for being a big guy like that
1: yeah, and he seems like he gets more yak than some of those other tight ends we've had uh, in, the, in the past. Um, Rudolph, I was always a big uh, Rudolph guy, but, God, for as big as he was, he always just went down so quick. So just like a sack of bricks every time somebody barely touched him. I'm like, yeah. you can't tell me you can't overpower these little DBs and stuff.
2: Irv is like that, too.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it, 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 yeah same thing. So it, it's cool to see a guy who's got some power and and doesn't go down on first contact. And it just to make that immediate impact, I thought maybe he'd be targeted a few times. I had no idea he'd have that kind of uh, sway in the game, which ended up opening things up for the receivers downfield, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting that he had nine catches and was thrown to nine times. So <laughs> it's not like he dropped <laughs> anything or anything missed. Every True. single time Cousins decided to go to him, he stepped up and caught that ball. So that'd be great to see this continue. Not every game is going to be, you know, a highlight uh, real game for the guy. But this is a presence at, at tight end that we've been missing. This is a piece of the puzzle we needed. I just like
1: his look. Yeah. I like the scraggly
2: beard. He's the big dopey <laughs> football guy, right? He looks like a Viking, doesn't he, Spence? He could be on the TV show Vikings. Absolutely. He could. Yeah. He could.
1: So, Dougie, is it pointless all this preseason and the OTAs and the uh, all this stuff we do ahead of time? I mean, obviously, Hawkinson has proved that's just a we're
3: just spinning our wheels there, right? Uh, maybe I don't know. Um, for, from a fantasy football standpoint, I've been high on Hawkinson for years. Like I've always liked him on my fantasy team. He's a special talent. I don't think everyone's going to come out to be able to perform like that on their first game with a new team, but. I don't know. It, as a Bears fan, it didn't make me very excited to see him go to the Vikings because, like you said, it opens up that passing game so much. Because who do the safeties cover now? I mean, we're, how how do you defend against another huge weapon?
1: Yeah, it was like adding. It was like adding another wide receiver. Except you get you get kind of the benefits of both with the tight end and the uh, and the pass catching ability. And who knew? Who knew that our running back was such a good receiver oh, that one
0: catch wasn't that something <laughs> that was beautiful
1: <laughs> first of all why haven't we targeted him before right and, and second of all who taught him the, the one-arm deal yeah that was crazy yeah <laughs> so there's
3: another weapon you gotta be worried about Dougie. you gotta be worried about the vikings now throwing to dalvin cook yeah well i think he is on my fantasy team and i've been waiting for that so finally yeah maybe yeah. now uh, they can key on him a little bit more and I'll actually get some production for a change. No, <laughs> we're going down the sideline to
0: CJ Ham next time.
1: CJ Ham
0: <laughs> wide open
1: and he's loose in the end zone to the house, right? Uh okay, so maybe I'm drinking the purple Kool-Aid here, but I'll I'll be honest with you, man. I'm digging the vibe of this team. This is not a perfect team. There have been better Vikings teams. Um teams that that won by more than one score in their victories but i like the way this team is vibing i like the way they've bought into the new head coach i like the fact that that the um the new gm rewarded their amazing start by going out and getting hawkinson what does that say to the veterans on the team when upper management says hey here's another weapon keep it going you guys i love what's happened with with Kirk Cousins, he's come out of his shell. He's taking wow. his shirt off. He's wearing gold chains on airplanes, chains on planes. You yeah. guys, <laughs> uh, this, this just um. team seems to have bought into the whole Kevin O'Connell uh, concept of what he sees for this team, and it's happened so fast. But I, I like the vibe of the team, Spencer. Yeah, are you feeling that
2: too? Yeah, you see what's there, going? there on any level? There's something to, do, to be said about teams and any team you play for, I don't care if it's darts, if it's pool, if it's slow pitch softball, when you have fun, yes, somehow it makes winning happen more. I don't know why that is, but in in any competitive thing, it seems like that's the case. Am I wrong? Yeah. No.
1: When when you have that, that vibe, that chemistry, that juice, whatever you want to call it, you you can't create that, right? I mean, you, you can, you can make the conditions right for it, but it either happens or it doesn't. And you can't go out and just build that. And it seems like this team's having way more fun playing for the Vikings than any Vikings team I've seen in the past decade.
0: For sure.
3: You know, I hate the fact that I was having a conversation with someone and I actually quoted the the, the ball guys podcast. <gasps> which I know that's that's how bad my conversation skills have gotten. Wow. <laughs> so- I, I liked it. I want to be the spoiler. I want to be the one that says this Vikings team is not that good, but to someone's point last week or two weeks ago, you can't have a bad seven and one team. Obviously they are not a complete team. And yes, they're only, I I'm not going to drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid until I see a game where they're dominant from the first quarter through the fourth quarter. And I don't know if you're going to get that this year, but like you just said, there's something about the attitude. It is completely different than we have seen in years and years. They believe they can win and it it whether they're putting up these astronomical numbers or winning on a kick with 3 seconds left they're winning and okay the delvin cook thing when they were on the 3 yard line in the bottom of the fourth the the way they ate up the clock was genius except for me from fantasy football why didn't they just punch it in give me the damn points and then go away <laughs> but but yeah it it is it 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 reminds well i'm not going to get into bears talk because they're they're losing but it is. It's a completely different attitude. And look at how much more fun they're having. And who knew Kirk Cousins had a six pack ab? Right? He is. built. Wow.
0: It's been fun to watch him on podcasts and shows following games because they ask him about that stuff. And this is the first time he took his shirt off, I think it was Pat McAfee that asked him about his eight pack. And then his reply, right? You know, usually Kirk is like, here's my dad mode reply. And I'm going to be judicious. And he looks right into the camera and says to these guys, I have always been absolutely strapped. Wow. just like, that's the Kirk we need. Just, you know, yes. very intelligent, but just go ahead and roll with a little bit of arrogance nice. right now and keep that positivity rolling. That's, that's going to keep this team, uh, you know, with your leader up front like that. And of course, getting involved, he could just sit down on the plane and say, you guys celebrate. I'm going to study. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would. I don't think that mm-hmm. would carry over. These guys are are not just teammates right now. They seem like they're they're friends. And like Spence said, when that happens and you gel like that, uh, it's hard to beat a team like that.
1: The magic number after eight weeks is five. The magic number is down to five to clinch the division because there's such a disparity between where the Vikings are at. at seven right. and one, and and the next team, which is well, it's now it's the Bears and the Packers. And Dougie, I'm more worried about your Bears giving us uh, competition than the Packers because you guys at least have a pulse.
3: Yeah, I tell you, it's it's so weird because you look at the first couple of weeks of the season, that Bears defense was stout. It was good. It was bend but don't break, but they've always been that way. But the offense was awful. Now they're putting up 30 points a game, and I think they're finally figuring out how to use Justin Fields. I mean, obviously, to the point where he set the NFL record, which has got to be good for you guys as Vikings fans, because now every time they talk about the single rushing total of a quarterback, it's not Michael Vick against the Vikings anymore. Yay! So you finally get to put that behind you and not worry about it anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this this team now all of a sudden is putting up 30 points, but they're giving up 35. So the you know, they flip-flopped. So. I didn't have real high expectations. They said from the very beginning it's a rebuilding year, but at least it's fun to watch now. It was actually the first game that they lost where I went. I enjoyed that from beginning to end. I mean, because they kept fighting, so we have. I have something to look forward to in the future. At least we're we're building something. So, I hope. Spence,
1: are, are the Packers <laughs> dead in the water, or or do we have to? Is this like a Friday the Thirteenth? We have to worry about him popping up at the very end and like, ring, 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 ring,
2: coming back from the dead. I no, I I I don't know if they're dead in the water, but with the chaos, it's just all a negativity. It they're yeah, they're in serious trouble. I I I expect them to turn it around to win some. I mean, they are professionals after all. But man, I I don't know. I don't think they're dead yet, but they're they've got one foot in the grave. I think.
1: And it's not looking good uh, for their next uh, outing. They have to <laughs> take on the Dallas Cowboys, and if you can't beat the Detroit Lions. Yeah. With with previously one win on the year, what chance do you have against a, a pretty good cowboy team? So that could be another nail in the coffin right there. Uh is it uh TJ, is it over for um for our friend A Raj? He he just mm. I he's a and or, or is it that he doesn't have the weapons or is it both?
0: I I think it that is a good question. He certainly <laughs> doesn't have the weapons um that that he would like to have what was the stat two red zone interceptions for the first time in his career yeah. last weekend against the line um, yeah. and there's some frustration there and you see it on the field in the form of these little tantrums he's throwing now whether or not he's throwing a tantrum because the receiver wasn't where he was at or he made the wrong choice or it's just because things aren't going his way it's not like your talent just absolutely evaporates one day you know the guy's still got something left in him and he just needs guys to step up and and uh catch the ball when it's thrown but he's made a pretty good living of also just chucking it up there and guys miraculously come down with it so Mm -hmm. a lot of his stats in that regard i mean you can look at a guy like when Favre was there you know he threw a lot of touchdowns but the dude threw a lot of interceptions too oh yeah he was a gunslinger and so in in that regard maybe that's the position they're in look we got to take some chances we're going to win some we're going to lose some and at this point Let's just hope we win some and, and keep ourselves in this. So I don't think Aaron Rodgers is like over, maybe he isn't as good as he once was. And he certainly doesn't have the weapons he used to have, but it's sure fun watching him lose. God is oh,
3: such a good time. <laughs> just,
1: I, I was like, Oh, what time's that Dallas game on? I can't,
3: yeah. <laughs> can't wait
1: for that. I think it's a Sunday night too, isn't it? I think it's a Sunday night game. So oh,
0: Man, I'm gonna need a nap. pops. Up, popcorn. <laughs> yeah, get a good nap
1: on and uh yeah. How great was the defense's celebration um, after Harrison Smith's interception? The bowling, you guys. Scale yeah. of 1 to 10, what do you give it, TJ? 11.
0: 11. Yeah. 11. They had the bobbling, the wavering pin and everything. Yeah. And then at the last second, he felt, ah, oh, it was the Jordan best. Jordan Hicks.
1: Jordan yeah. Hicks was that one pin that you're yeah. like, come on, get over.
0: <laughs> best yeah. of the season by far so far.
1: Yeah. yeah. A lot of times those things are... Um, so they're a lot they're kind of played out they're getting kind of played right. out but if, right. you, if you see one like that that's creative and genuinely amusing it's yeah. still fun isn't it they got
0: everything right the they, he rolled the ball and obviously it's a football it could roll in any direction but it went right at him yeah knocked them all down i mean there will be an espy award for that celebration i promise you
1: and the leg <laughs> kick on his uh his
0: delivery of the ball
2: was, yeah. it was all just Spot on. Yeah, I'd, love to, a, right? yeah. I'd love to be at
0: i I'd love to be at a practice. Do you think there is a moment in time oh. during the week where they go, "Hey, what are we going to do when when the time comes if we get a chance?" Oh yeah, you know, during
1: downtime, that's their yeah. okay. Or they're out bowling and they go, "Wait a minute. Here's what we here's do. an idea. <laughs> <laughs> here's what we do for the celebration." Keep in mind too, they're doing that. They haven't even won the game yet. It's still All tied right. at that point. They yeah. still have to kick that field goal. So um, thank God that that field goal was good or that probably would have looked pretty rough. All right. We play uh, Buffalo on Sunday. The Vikings do, but quarterback Josh Allen's got a a dicey elbow that might keep him out of the game, which means we could get a, a pissed off Case Keenum in full revenge mode. Should we be more worried about a P.O.'d Case Keenum or a more talented Josh Allen? What do you think, Spence? Uh,
2: Allen for sure. Yeah. Even with yeah. a bum elbow, he can still run like the wind. So that worries me more than Case. And Case, even when he was at the Vikings, he had a you know, he he didn't have the best arm anyway, but he would lob it up a little bit where you get a little nervous and he hit the right spot. But I yeah, I'd le- I would love to see Case out there against the Vikings who are one of the best teams in the league at getting interceptions and turnovers. So, yeah, bring him on. I'd rather see him than Josh. And yeah. this, one is,
3: this one isn't this one is the first game that Case is playing against the Vikings, right? Because didn't he play so. them when he was with Denver? I think the Vikings played him. Because I was saying the same thing at that game. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think I should pick up Case Keenan for my uh, fantasy team because he's going to be coming out for revenge. So I think he's already faced the Vikings once. So the
1: revenge factor may already be sort of diluted. Is that what you said? Yeah.
3: You're yeah. I think it's already over. He, he missed his yeah. chance already.
1: All right. And I'm still, I'm still pissed about Curtis Samuels TD after the ref, uh, <laughs> took out Cam Bynum uh, just right near the goal line there. Mm-hmm. I get stuff like that happens, like umpires, you know, in baseball, r- referees and hockey linesmen, it, it, they do a really good job 99% of the time getting the hell out of the way. But that was just a stupid. That was there was just that was a lobbed ball towards the. How could that referee, umpire, linesman, whatever he was, not get out of the way in time for that?
0: That That's sweet. Defensive
3: player. He it was his job. He should have been looking. That's sweet.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he was looking. looking. That's what I'm getting at. That sweet new camera on the cables they use everywhere was like. Yeah. Down the barrel of the shotgun, you were watching that defender, and he was tracking that ball, and I am convinced that was an interception. and He gets knocked over <laughs> by the ref, and you can tell the ref is just going, oh, no. <laughs> um, and, and, of course, Vikings are just like, what? And it leads to the touchdown, and uh, thankfully, we were able to to survive that adversity, but, man, that would have been that's a, just another example of the of the officials getting in the way of the game. But like you said, that one I don't think was intentional. None of them are ever intentional. Oh, no,
1: no, but, no.
0: but uh oh it was just heartbreaking cuz I thought you could see that. That was going to be an yeah. interception, I promise you. 99% chance yeah. if he doesn't get run into.
1: There are people and plays and things that get in your blind spot, right? But that that should have been right on that guy's radar, so. Yeah. Uh that's hard to hard to understand. I believe there was an apology issued, but that you know, that's doesn't yeah. do much good after the fact. If we'd have lost on that, think if we think if that had been yep. the winning T D. We'd've been tough.
3: Ooh, you know, yep.
1: We'd still be upset yep. about that. Uh Dougie, are you on board if this is a big if, but if the Vikings beat Buffalo on Sunday and they do it by more than one score. Are you on board now? Are you more convinced that this isn't just a a, a super lucky team?
3: Uh, Yeah, I I think so. But Buffalo hasn't been, or I'm sorry, Baltimore hasn't been playing great either. Monday night, I was expecting a lot more from them. But if they can win by more than one score, I'll give it to you. I will will stand by you guys, and I will say, go Bikes. (laughs) But I, I need to see just a little bit more from them, I think. And we're
1: convinced. you quote the ball, guys? And when you say, go skull, skull will you do the skull chant with us? I'll, yeah, I'll even clap. I'll do it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll teach you how to do it. It's very complicated. Very, <laughs> very complicated. I've been studying and I, I am not getting it at all. Let's change gears. We'll talk baseball. The Astros win the World Series Saturday night. Let me ask you this. I'll start with you, Spence. Can we finally leave the cheating talk in the past? And admit that the Astros are a really good team and a quality organization, or how long are we going to hang on to the, the cheating thing?
2: I Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the cheating thing is in the past, they've got a little everything. They've got, you know, it's a big market. They should have everything, but they've got the pitching. They've got a big offense. Yeah, you know, that's going to be a good team for a while yet. Right. And, and Dusty signed another year. He wants to come back. He thinks he can get two. Uh, who Who did? Uh, the manager, Dusty Baker. Oh
1: yeah, what th- was that? The best part of it too, that Dusty <laughs> finally
2: got a ring. Finally, yeah. He's been he's been a manager for what twenty five years.
1: Yeah, and on good teams to the his Giants teams, you know, got to the World Series but didn't win it all. Um, I, I do think it is. I get it. It's, it's kind of fun to hang on to that stuff. And just because it was so ridiculous with the trash can banging and everything, right? I mean, everybody was just yeah. having fun with that. And I get it. But Dougie, I mean, we got to, you know, I don't know it, you know. it comes to interpersonal relationships. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, not necessarily. I just, I think that was what five, five years ago. Very few of those players. I think they said maybe a handful. From the cheating team or still on this team. I, think you know what I, it and I,
3: on. I would, I would agree that it's probably time to move on. But to be completely honest, when I was talking about it on Monday morning on air, yeah. one of the first things that popped out of my mind or my mouth without even really thinking about it was, ah, but they're cheaters. And then I went, oh, <laughs> really? I guess I'm apparently not ready to let it go yet because I said it without even thinking. So I don't know. There's, There's a, a, <sighs> always an asterisk.
1: Here's who I think had the the toughest time watching the Houston Astros win the World Series and celebrate. It had to have been Carlos Correa, although he is sitting on a ginormous payday. I understand it. He's about to win the $300 million lottery from somebody. Okay. But. Money doesn't buy you championships. It just doesn't. And and I really feel like that's something in in his soul that he wants, that he needs by the end of his career, and for him to the year after, the year after leaving the team to not only be replaced, but be replaced by somebody who is named World Series MVP, Pena. That had to have been soul crushing for him, right, Spence? I mean, oh how God. would it not be? Yeah.
2: Oh God. Yeah. He's, he's gotta be kicking himself. Yeah. A little bit. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, so he'll, he'll cash in, he'll get a payday. I don't know if it'll be from the twins or not. I don't know if it should be from the twins or not, but that is still, that's, that's gotta be a, a bitter pill to swallow for him. Uh, twins made some moves this week at, with the, uh, end of the world series. So now you get things going with, with free agency and, and, uh, that sort of thing. So the twins declined options, on pitchers, Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer. Bye bye. I'm fine with both of those. Fine. Oof. And Miguel Sano, Spence, everybody, you know, when you bring up Miguel Sano, um, I think I don't know what, eighty-five, ninety percent of the twins fans were were willing to do that. Others are going, Oh, he's gonna be David Ortiz, he's gonna blow up for the Red Sox. How you feeling? No. About How you I'm feeling?
2: I'm fine with that. He's been so injury prone and he's put on such such a big a large amount of weight. I mean, when we drafted him, we thought he was going to be a shortstop. Yeah, remember? I yeah, got bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, we well, we'll move him to third. We'll move him to first. First, yeah. I I don't see it. I, I mean, he's been up and down with the Twins for like, God, how many years now? I I don't see him going on to having a David Ortiz type career. Do you?
1: Yeah, David Ortiz was only three, four years into his career when the Twins cut him. Uh, David Ortiz has been around a lot longer than most of us remember now. He's going on like eight, nine, ten years. So, yeah, you're right. He, he's a very inconsistent player. When he's hot, he's hot. And he can hit a ball about as far as anybody. Hmm. But, man, when he's cold and he's, he's scuffling at the plate, it's ugly.
2: Yeah, and he's been with the team for 13
1: Thirteen? Is that it? My, wow!
2: Organization, yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I just, I think it's. I wouldn't compare it too much to that whole Ortiz thing, although that was, that was uh, tough to, t- <laughs> that was tough to take. So uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they can use. They have a lot of money. Twins have a lot of freed up money now um, to go out and do some things and 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 get some impact players. Sunny Gray will be back, so that's one good thing, but. He's not, he's not an ace. He's not the guy you'd start in game one of a playoff series against the other team's ace. He's not. He's a nice player, but um, we'll see how serious they are, I guess, um, by, by their signings. Uh, let's see. Back to football and the Golden Gophers. They looked brutal in the first half against Nebraska. They trailed 10-0, and then it turns out it was a good thing. Tanner Morgan gets re-injured on a sack. And freshman Ethan kaliak Manis comes in, starts the second half, and he brings that offense to life. Throwing downfield, he opens up the hole, kind of like what we were saying with Hawkinson, right? Once once you establish that, you can you can you open up the field, it opened up the running game, and um the Gophers go on to a to a nice win over Nebraska. Now they're bowl eligible. So here's the question: is uh do you leave kaliak Manis? At quarterback now, because he's shown some flashes of brilliance. The kid can run. Um, he has that that gunslinger mentality that Morgan seriously lacks. Spence, I think we talked about that last week. Yeah. Even, if, even if Morgan's health-wise able to go, don't you stick with the young kid? Or what, what does P.J. Fleck do? What do you think?
2: I would. Uh well what, what will PJ do? Yeah. Probably yeah. go with the guy who's 157 years old. <laughs> uh, that, that's my gut. I would love to see go with the the hot hand. Maybe it will go with the hot hand. My gut says PJ will play it safe.
1: Yeah, I can see him doing the whole well, you know, seventh year senior, and he's done so much for we owe him this, and we all but I don't know. I just think it's a different team. With Kaliak Manis under center. I really do. I think it's more fun. I think it's more fun to watch.
2: Amen. Hey man. That was. I agree. Yeah.
1: So we'll see. I love, too, that that Kaliak Manis on the back of his jersey, which is already full, right, with all the letters, <laughs> he puts the A in front of the Kaliak Manis, like there's other Kaliak Manises <laughs> on the team. Oh, he's a Kaliak Manis. That's right. It's not like you're Smith. <laughs> right. One more letter. It's one more letter. Johnson or Nelson or Gunderson. It's Kaliak Manis. You're the only one on the team, Ethan. I don't. You don't need to put the A on there. I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. You could probably, probably skip that
1: uh getting his
0: tuition money worth right there every ounce he can get so that extra letter on i guess yeah i guess
1: well tj let's talk some hockey that's that's in your wheelhouse sure Uh, what's going on with the wild man they lost uh one zip to la last night and they've been shut out in two straight games where did the offense go
0: right forwards where you been come on uh gotta get some scoring opportunities up front last night man These 9 o'clock and 9.30 games are brutal. But we were talking about taking a nap, I noticed, because I don't have have Bally's sports, you know, so I don't get to see all the games that are on Bally's. Tonight's game is on TNT, so I'm jacked up to take a nap and maybe stay up a little bit late and watch some (laughs) hockey. But last night's game, you guys remember when you were a kid and your mom told you, don't retaliate. It's always the second person that gets caught. Mm. remember your mom would tell you that when you were a kid. Kirill's mom didn't tell him. Kirill's mom apparently did not inform him that yeah because he was getting mugged there was at least in the four or five seconds before he got thrown from the game last night that you could have called an interference penalty against uh against LA and then he just got frustrated with it and turned around now I've watched that video in slow motion and granted referees don't get the opportunity to see it in slow motion right there when they're calling the penalty but he does take that jab uh but he misses. Yeah. If you notice, yeah, he, he misses and lives. hits with his glove yeah. on the shoulder of the guy. So he never <laughs> even touched his face. But the Oscar goes to this guy for making it look like you know, like he's a major league soccer player. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and and the penalty is called, and he gets kicked out. Now the league will have to review that today, and he may or may not get to play tonight against Anaheim. My gut feeling is they're going to go back and be like, "Oh yeah, we should have probably called that penalty." against la prior he was retaliating he missed i think they go back through all of this and say okay yeah you got bounced last night but you're going to get to play tonight that would be my gut yeah. that would be my gut i mean a one nothing game shows that defensively you've played i think fairly well um but you got those, was okay yeah goaltending was all right i mean yeah. it's a bummer when you go five hole for the win and you, i mean someone goes five hole for the win and you lose And you've got your superstar sitting in the locker room watching on a monitor. Um, That's, that's tough. So yeah, we've got to step up and, and, uh, and play some offense. And I had read this morning as well, that for like 15 minutes of their practice before last night's game, they worked on that exact scenario that LA scored on. So it's like, man, you spent 15 minutes (laughs) earlier that day working on that exact scenario. Weird. And you blew it. So Uh yeah, the wind has gotta start coming, but you've got to start seeing some of your, your top line forwards producing, and we haven't seen that in the last couple of uh, of games. And now we're at Anaheim, and then next week we're home for three of four, I believe. So chance to turn it around and kind of get things moving if if, well, if that's possible.
1: We pissed and moaned about the goaltending being so poor and the defense so poor at the start of the season, and now you get yeah. that chugging and now the offense dries up.
0: So. Yeah, now the offense is struggling and but but was it Greenway's back? Oh, good. So, yeah. that's good. I mean, it's always good to just have fresh, healthy guys in the lineup. Keep them healthy, and and uh, and go from there. MSU, but yeah, but no offense.
1: MSU Maverick hockey uh, swept St. Thomas this past weekend. They're off this weekend, which is probably good. They've got some injuries to get over, but those games against St. Thomas aren't weren't what we're used to. TJ, we're used to them just being the the cupcake. And they made us work for it Friday night. I know we pulled it out in the third and went ahead by a healthy margin. But home Saturday night, it was all we could do to, to g- go away with a, what, 4-3 win, I think, on Saturday.
0: What was the term you used in a meeting yesterday that I thought, ooh, I'm a fluster cuck, <laughs> right, I think is what you said. Okay. The first period of that game on Saturday. Okay, so first let me say this. Mark my words at whatever, 28 minutes into this particular podcast. St. Thomas and MSU are going to be an incredible rivalry, rivalry? down the road. Okay. Close to each other. Mm. The transfer portal has benefited St. Thomas this year greatly mm. over the team they had last year. They're a much better team. Okay. Um, so I, I, that'll be fun to watch. And if they ever get their own arena to play in, instead <laughs> of a little high school arena that they're playing in right now, they're going to have, I mean, there's alumni all over the state from St. Thomas. So that's going to be fun to watch that whole thing grow and develop uh yeah after the second period friday i was scratching my head a little bit and then they just blew it up in the fifth or the third for five goals uh and won that one seven to two saturday was a little different and there's an issue that that has been going on at the civic center has nothing to do with the product on the ice and it's the ccha's new replay system that they're using in all of their venues Okay. and uh i actually saw just last night i saw coach hastings and i brought it up had a short conversation with him i said it's got to be a software glitch right you're having cameras lock up and then something happens and the the refs need to review and there's no way to review it because the camera's been locked up and they're on the phone with tech support during the game trying to get that worked out so it, it has nothing to do i know as much as people like to put the blame on the refs sometimes." It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's figuring out this software glitch, so cameras keep rolling, and they have proper replay to review. So There were three five-minute majors in the first period on Saturday. Uh, one of them resulted in Ryan Sandlin for MSU getting ejected from the game, but they had to take all that time to review those. Then there were scores that happened that were reviewed because of offside, uh, and and when St. Thomas tied the game at three after David Sillia's natural hat trick in the first, which was a Beautiful thing. Nice. Um, but after they took that one off the board because of offside, um, you know, they, they show these replays on the big screen that are used for television, but aren't official video feed eligible for the referees. So they show it up above. Okay. And they can't use it. And the refs are, you know, they can't even, and they're like, please stop showing that until we're done with the review because we can't use that video feed, which is weird to me. They should be able to use it in extreme circumstances. Why not use every possible video feed that you have?
1: You have it at your disposal.
0: Right. And so, uh, yeah, a gritty St. Thomas team came in and that first period took an hour. Yeah. It was on Saturday night. A 20 minute period took an hour to play. Now, on the flip side, the second period, a 20-minute period, was 22 minutes long. So we made up for it there. (laughs) Um, And it was a good game, but that's not going to happen every time. So there are some little glitches there, and I don't want to say it's the referee. It's There's clearly some technical stuff. But also on the ice, as far as the Mavericks go, they've been playing all right, but Alex Tracy did get yanked out of the game in the first
1: Let's talk about that real quick. He gave, yeah. he gave me a nervous colon in there in the first yeah. period. Yeah. Two, I yeah. thought really soft goals. There was no traffic in front of him. He had a clear uh, look at the puck as it came in and both got past him. I think they scored on two out of three shots. And then he gets yanked after a period yeah. and good because he just didn't have it for right. whatever reason.
0: Yeah, and then they put Rancier in, and I don't know if one of those guys is going to rise to the top or not, uh, or if we're just going to keep rotating him. I don't care. We just need solid goaltending. But on Saturday night, we were without Akito Hirose, for whatever that reason is. If he was uh, nursing an injury, we need to get Bennett Zamolik back on the ice as soon as possible. There are some defensive pieces there that if if we can get that back, maybe that helps out goaltending to have those guys in front.
1: All right, Spence, I know you want to talk uh, Timberwolves basketball a little bit before we wrap here. Um, sure. But what a disappointment. You know, I think we were all so jazzed with the with the new additions, and we gave up so much to get Gobert, and it and it might still work out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that was a horrible move or anything. But what a what a disappointing start to the season. Here's the quote from Finchy, and then I'll let you have at it. Here's what uh, Coach Finch says. Offensively, we're behind where I thought we would be. I thought we'd be a little further ahead here's the quote when i start looking at it we dropped a big stone in a puddle and we've got some big ripples right now <laughs> we need to keep working on it and figuring out some new concepts that are probably going to put our players in slightly better positions than we've been putting them in that their bench has been outplaying their starters
2: that's not good yeah, it's uh well it, it, d low needs to pick it up i mean he gets lost in some games, and then there'll be – and he's the point guard, and he'll have three or four assists in a game, right? That's not good from your starter. That's someone you expect a reserve to, to to do, and he needs to hit some shots too, for God's sakes. I'm not sure Carl Anthony Towns is good at guarding the four spot yet. Maybe he'll get better at it. Right now he's getting kind of beat up a little bit. The other thing is it's a three-point league, and we really don't have anybody that can really – fire those in consistently i think we're 19th in the nba right now and three pointers made they've got a bunch of attempts are just not hitting those three areas right there they got to figure out maybe some defense in the fourth quarter be nice too
1: yeah just i don't feel like the defensive effort has been there not a talent but just a you have to have that effort, that willingness to go go play defense.
2: Gobert though has been outstanding. I think he has the best rebounding average in the league right now. So he's he's been money. He he was was he dinged up two nights ago? Uh, well, COVID two protocol ago. But uh, he's been great. But some of these other guys, including your stars like Russell, needs to pick it up.
1: All right, there you go. That's your uh, ball guys podcast. By the way, congratulations to not T.J. Hawkinson. The uh, secret word today was uh fuster clock. And nice. so you have won the expired shake and bake coupons today. Thank too, you. Uh, Thank PJ. you, PJ. So uh, enjoy that. We'll be back soon with another round of.